What else is going on? I can tell you about my Minecraft world that oh, I've been yeah. using as a distraction. Um, you know? So, so I have a project going. Um, I have a lot of projects going, but this one in particular is making our nether hub. Mm-hmm. And part of the nether hub is, excuse me, the whole thing is on the nether ceiling. Okay. Me, but I want, I want easy ways to the nether ceiling to the nether. Mm-hmm. And, um, talking about Minecraft for hours, so we should probably just get started. <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So, Liz, uh, as you and I are so aware, um, WWDC is going to be sometime this summer. <laughs> <laughs> that joke would have worked better if i actually knew the date uh but the joke is i don't know the date wwdc 2021 uh it is going to be just tell me what the date is just tell me what the date is that the event is gonna happen please june 7th uh and because they put uh a reflection of xcode in in the glasses in the picture it's going to be ar right they're going to say we're we've given up on phones and on computers um all of your programming for everything you're going to do in ar now it's time Um, to pivot right uh we are an ar only company ar and ai and services and so liz uh we make ar glasses siri and (laughs) tv shows But you can no longer watch the TV shows on anything but the AR glasses and the Apple car. <laughs> There's no dashboard. It's just a TV. Why do you need, why do you need to see? What are you uh-huh. looking at? You uh-huh. looking at other shows? God. Are you dri- what are you driving to? A Windows store? <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> How... How many jokes were there back in like the mid 2000s about like, oh, if, if there's an Apple car, it won't have windows. Um, it's quite a few. I remember. Gotta them. be a lot. I think it was mostly the same joke over and over again. You can't lampshade a thing and then be like, but that's not me. Because all you're doing is you're just saying this is a dumb thing and then you're saying the thing. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, in in when the world pivots, Liz, you've got to pivot with it. Um, you must. There's no other way. Ah. So, <laughs> so when you get your AR glasses from Apple on June eighth, uh, they're gonna drone them to all of our houses, right? Uh, what what apps do you hope are on your AR glasses, and what apps would you think about making? to put onto the AR glasses that everyone now has because they got thrown to everybody's houses on June 8th. So I saw this topic before we started recording and I thought about it for a little while and I was realizing that the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I couldn't think of anything (laughs) except for things that would be a massive invasion of privacy. Ooh, like what? Like... I need to remember something from a conversation I had and I want the glasses to just be recording all the time so that I, so that I can be like what did they say? I can't remember exactly what they told me to do. Now the tough thing about that 
the tough thing about making that is that you don't want to break any like one party, two party consent law kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you'd need to have always on geolocation along with your always on recording, Mm -hmm. because then if you're in Wisconsin, you're fine. Like as long as you're okay with recording, then the conversation can be recorded. Right. Um, but if you cross state lines, I don't know what the the rules are in Illinois, but maybe it's a two-party consent state. And uh, in that case, it would have to say, oh, you just crossed the border. You're in Illinois now, and we can no longer record everything you say and do. Um, well, we can record everything you say and do, but we can't record everything everyone else says and does. Right. I wonder, wonder if you could, like, use some AI to throw some stuff on a blockchain to, like not record in quotes the conversation but the glasses know what happened in the conversation and i can ask the glasses did they want mm. d- did they want mayo on the sandwich or not that's a terrible example i don't i couldn't think of a good example <laughs> did, did my boss want me to do this or that and the glass would the glasses would be like they wanted you to to do that okay I don't need to see the conversation or hear it again. I just need right. to like know what was said. With our groundbreaking 20 questions API, <laughs> um, you can have your questions answered without <laughs> without breaking anyone's privacy. Exactly. That seems like a useful app to me. Uh-huh. And I think it's doable with unlimited budget. Yeah. Um I don't know what else I would use a phone that's attached to my face all the time for. I guess notifications, but, like, I already uh-huh. get them on my wrist, and I don't look at them anyway. <laughs> not because I don't notice them. I do notice them and choose not to look. Right. So I don't really want them in my vision. Would you... So there's... uh. Carrot is a is a weather app, and they've got a little AR feature where you can take a a, a virtual doodad and stick it in a place, mm-hmm. and then it'll say like, "Ah, oh, the weather right now is whatever," and like that's that information is in a particular place in your home. Hmm. Um, I could see that being useful. Are there things that you would want to put into a place? So this is basically just having. This is the same as installing screens all over your house that don't exist in real life. You could also have like a virtual Klein bottle on a coffee table. Why? <laughs> I'm just thinking of things that could could be AR and couldn't be a screen. Yeah, I mean, there's a 3D aspect, I suppose. But like in the carrot, like if I wanted... The carrot, is it like a sphere or something? I yeah, like it's, it's an a orb. Sphere. Yeah. If I want the carrot orb on the table next to my couch, say. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to glance over at it and know the weather. That's, that's kind of the, like, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't want a weather orb in my right. home necessarily. On what grounds? If I if I could hand you a weather orb right now, why would you not want it? Okay. In actuality, that'd be pretty cool. But, like, <laughs> I could see it not necessarily fitting in with the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And if it's just my own glasses, then, like, maybe I can turn it off. Maybe, like, just give me it, like, once in the morning, the 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 orb... Versus, like, a physical orb okay, that's yeah. there all the time. Uh-huh. Right. You don't have to, like, dust off a virtual orb. That's good. Yeah. Up the ante, we start removing furniture. Okay. Replaced with AR furniture. Live in a studio, feel like you're living in a much larger apartment. Mm-hmm. You could, they make that, like, omni-treadmill yeah. For um, it's like for gaming, so you can like walk around the Skyrim world and feel like you're actually walking around, and you like every step is an actual step in game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you could do kind of a similar thing where you like as you step forward the giant treadmill that is the floor of your apartment uh moves a little bit backwards so it feels like you just took a big step and the virtual environment moves around you but in actuality you're just in a white room on a treadmill right and then there's just like some details figuring out how couches work they kind of like blorp up out of the floor as you need them like as you Mm. get close to a couch and it senses Ah, you're about to sit down it's the darpa treadmill yeah it's just uh uh we used the blockchain and ai Uh to make a Uh couch (laughs) (laughs) i have an actual real ar app that i i would want uh yeah and it's it's a i would definitely need an unlimited amount of resources to solve it because it's like uh a problem that nvidia is still trying to figure out um some aspects of but I want to be able to walk into a space, have the AR know, like, okay, there's a wall here, there's a thing there, there's whatever, and here's where the window is. And then imagine, like, so you've also, it's AR, it's got a compass, it's got a GPS, it knows where you are, it knows which way you're pointing, it knows where everything is in space. Right. And it knows where the sun is going to be on any given day at any given time in the year. And you can simulate where will the sunlight land in this apartment on June 2nd at 2 p.m. Okay. Why do you want that? Uh, I just thought it would be a neat problem to solve with AR. Okay. I was like, if if you're going to hold a gun to my head and make me make an AR app, it's going to be this one. Yeah. I I mean, I can see it being useful, especially when you're like... uh... Maybe apartment hunting. Mm-hmm. You want to like, well, this is like it's summer right now, and uh, and the weather is beautiful, uh, or it's spring. But like, maybe you're looking for an apartment in the summer, but you want to know how like the light will be in the winter. Like, right? Is this place going to be all dreary at night? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could see that being useful. And I think you would just kind of need to define, like, here's the plane that is the window in this room. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that's tough about it is that uh, at noon, it would say there's no light in my apartment. And that's not the case because there's just kind of like diffuse mm-hmm. light throughout the world when the sun is up and like yeah, bouncing around in the sky. Uh, and so that's something I imagine being difficult is the like second or third order ray tracing of like, okay, so the light enters your apartment and it hits this wall and from there it diffracts and it actually reaches the kitchen. And so you can see in the kitchen during the day, even though there's like, you can't see the window. Um, Right. But that's not true in December. It's only true once the sun is a little bit more like at the right angle. I took a physics class once where the professor... They were explaining how light works, or rather how it like bounces around, and they brought up the the bean in Chicago Millennium Park, mm-hmm. and um, they she said like, now it would take a lot of computing power to like just simulate a day of the bean because of the the ray, the ray tracing oh, on God. a curved surface is just a nightmare, um. But the universe just does it, and we're all really lucky for that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what does that even mean? We're lucky that light does its own ray tracing, and we don't have to do it for it, I guess? Yeah. Well, like, imagine, like, when when you're implementing a, a dumb ray tracing algorithm because it's a, a homework assignment, you can be like, okay, after three reflections, just give up. <laughs> right? not the universe it's all it's all uh it's diligent taking those laws of physics very seriously there's some algorithms for ray tracing that like to get real-time feedback even as you're moving 
you want to just like start tracing a ray and draw everything after that first ray is traced tra- draw trace. everything after that first ray is traced and then trace another ray and another ray and another ray until you have like 50 points in this enormous field of points that you could have mm-hmm. uh and then if you move you start recomputing but at least you have like some elements and as long as you're picking a random ray some of the time it's going to end up bouncing enough times to reach the camera yeah it's like just by law laws of averages Mm -hmm. you're likely to have one of them that is pretty good if you're just selecting them at random yeah that makes sense but it also means you can do some complicated like okay it's it's coming into this room it's bouncing off a white wall hitting the white shelf and then Mm -hmm. coming to my eye and so like what color ultimately hits my eye yeah it's complicated stuff and and frankly i don't think it can be done super quickly on what we can currently fit into glasses (laughs) but who knows the glasses take a 3d model of the room and the plane that is the window and your location in space Mm -hmm. and it sends that all to a server somewhere and the server puts it on the blockchain and then then it's just waiting for bitcoin miners i think Uh uh-huh or ethereum gas getters yeah with our powers combined we'd have a supercomputer and we know that and what we do with it is uh try to disrupt financial markets for purposes of speculation bet marks didn't see that coming (laughs) how would marks have felt about the blockchain i bet there are a lot of tankies who are interested in the blockchain tanky yeah i don't know fully what it means but the kind of people who are like marks said that the proletariat should be armed That's not entirely not what I want to talk about in the after show. Tankies are arming the proletariat. Both, I guess. Okay. Jared, if you uh, want to hear that discussion, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash worryingbugs and uh, <laughs> give us any amount of money. So any amount of money. Uh, you will get access to the after show, a whole other podcast that comes out after just the first just one leave it, just leave a period that just comes leave out a period that comes out <laughs> um what are we actually gonna get like let's say apple mm-hmm. says ar mm-hmm. what are we actually gonna get in terms of apps let's assume like you can fit as much processing power as you can with a phone Top of the line iPhone. Mm-hmm. There'll be a stocks app. <laughs> and you can see the stocks in 3D. Like, uh, I imagine someone's going to want weather in the corner of their eye at all times. Yeah. Um, I suppose when I think about AR, I don't think about Google Glass. Because Glass was so disappointing. I mostly think about like actually augmenting the physical space. Like, put this thing on a table. I see. And not, like, the corner of my eye knows I have an email. (laughs) I just, I I can't think of any uses for that kind of AR where you're putting things on table that aren't just gimmicks that you're going to get bored of in Uh a day. Like, it doesn't really matter how good the thing can render the potted flowers that I virtually put on my coffee table because it's not that they're not real and that makes them not as interesting because that's i don't think that's the case Mm -hmm. but when i take the glasses off they're not there what if we gamify the plant i don't want to have to keep alive a virtual plant If it's a virtual plant, I want it to just be pretty. Yeah. 
It can be like the the Stardew Valley buckets, just like the bucket of flowers that just there's new flowers every season that just kind of fill up the bucket. Yep. I'm trying to figure out why I wouldn't want the virtual flower on my coffee table. Or rather, I might want it for a day and then I'll get bored of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, w- I wouldn't keep it on. I wouldn't wear AR go- glasses to have plants. To have plants I don't have to care- take care of. And it's not because they're not real. At least I don't think so. Would you put plastic flowers on your coffee table? I would not. Is that for the same reason? Possibly. I also would not put plastic flowers on my coffee table. I might put a virtual flower on my coffee table and forget about it. There. Like, <laughs> like it would just be there and I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah. But I wouldn't be like, let me think about this flower that's sitting on my coffee table, but only when I put my glasses on. I'm trying really hard to not think about, and this is me thinking about it by talking about it, but I'm trying uh-huh. really hard to not think about the like philosophical thought experiment of like, you put on the helmet and you are instantly transported into a a universe where... Mm-hmm. You know, you're living in in, t- in total bliss all the time. Right. And you never have to come out. Mm-hmm. And like, and the question is like, would you put it on? Would you want, would you keep it on? If like, does it bother you? Basically, the question is, does it bother you that it's not real? And like, a lot of people have a lot of different answers to this. But I think the answer is yes for everyone i i there are not very many people who say no and mean it that is my theory mm-hmm. so why is ar different than that well cuz you can make charts you can put charts up you can like put charts up and everybody can see the charts the charts are real so it's the it's everyone else that's fake <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, it was a screen cap from um, The Good Place, Um, but the caption was, when I log off of Slack uh, with the job that I've never been to personally and I've never met any of my coworkers and it's... um, and it's someone saying, goodbye, figments of my imagination. <laughs> they're, they're all chatbots. Everything's a chatbot. Uh-huh. Slack in itself. I'm a chatbot. Yeah. I guess there are some people who have parasocial relationships with virtual celebrities at this point. Are you aware of the virtual celebrities? Let's start there. So a while back, uh, I can't remember if it must have been pre-pandemic. Uh, we I went to a friend's house apartment, and then they were like, "I discovered something. It's hilarious!" And they pulled up what was effectively cartoon Barbie doing vlogs. Hmm on youtube i didn't find it particularly funny but they were laughing at the absurdity of it is that what you're talking about barbie doing vlogs yeah i I think they give them like non-barbie storylines but yeah that is what i'm referring to and i imagine there's at least like one 13 year old who's like man what a cool not person yeah i I think that's probably correct. Jared, what we're talking about is a computer-generated image uh-huh. with a voice actor pretending to be, well, to, acting as if they were a real person. Right. And doing things that, like, real people 
stereotypically do. Yeah. Right. And people form parasocial relationships, which are relationships in which uh, one, it's just an extremely one-sided relationship. So like, you know, you listen to all their podcasts, you really like them. They have no idea you exist. Mm -hmm. You feel some sort of attachment or bond with them, despite them not knowing you at all. But not you, Jared. That's that would never be you. We have a no. special relationship. Absolutely. Um, and I really, I really value you. Um, I would value individually. you. I would value you more if you subscribe to the after show. <laughs> <laughs> that was all okay. So we were in. I always think about that the like fantasy land where everything is real as the cake and booze box because of a particular SMBC. Um. Yes, I don't know which one you're talking about, but it sounds hilarious. <laughs> so we were talking about the cake and booze box because would there be a virtual flower in the cake and booze box? And then how do we know that we're not in the cake and booze box if we're looking at a virtual flower in the real world? The thing is, like, I tell myself I don't care. I don't care that if I am living in the cake and booze box or, you know, a shitty version of it, Mm -hmm. because I'm not in eternal bliss, frankly. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing terribly, but, like, my only feeling is not joy. So whatever this is, it's not a cake and booze box, but it could be a, like, a box. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's okay with me. I'm totally fine with that. At least I say I am. I say to myself that I am. Right. So why don't I want the virtual... I want... I do. I want a real flower on my coffee table because I think it would look nice. Why don't I want a virtual flower? Why don't I want a plastic flower? Mm -hmm. Might be a good starting point. I don't know. There is something meditative, serene in in the like caring for a flower and that it's challenging and that it is probably the flower is going to die before you do. Okay. So there's something there that like a virtual flower. It's a phenomenology, right? Like it's, it it doesn't feel like a thing that we have to explain. Right. I like, this is a thing I understand about myself and that like, I'm sure a lot of, people would agree with but and there doesn't really need to be a reason yeah but also if we're trying to make ar a thing then we might have to figure out that reason so we could work around it Mm -hmm. i've come up with two new ideas for what what ar i would want on in my glasses when they get drawn to me on the eighth um uh, one, when I'm biking, I want the biking directions to just be like in front of me on the ground. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Uh, kind of relies on there being reliable biking directions that don't put you on a shitty road that just says like, oh, there's a bike lane here, but it's always blocked. Uh, so, you know, there's, there are human problems to solve before the, before the AR goggles can solve anything. Um, Number two, Pokemon Go would be pretty cool as an AR game. I don't know if this is still, I don't know if this is still the case, but uh, Pokemon Go used to use a just a ton of battery power. Do you think it would be possible for your phone and your watch and your AR goggles to do a handshake and be like, only one of us needs to know where we are? Because we can tell through the U1 band or the U1 um, chip mm-hmm. that we're all within a foot of each other. Makes sense. And only one of us needs to do the GPSing for us all to know where we are. I think that would be possible. I'm guessing it's not happening currently. But then you could just have your phone doing the GPSing and streaming uh, the coordinates to your glasses. Yeah, you kind of like share the batteries. Uh huh. And it's a lot easier to like stick a. a a mobile charger in your pocket next to your yeah just throw your phone in your backpack with a battery then like duct tape a battery to your head (laughs) 
you know, attach it to your bike helmet. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that'd be cool. It's probably not what's going to happen on the 8th when we get our mm-hmm. our things airlifted to us. I saw I'm on Instagram and I follow I don't follow any of these things, but Instagram has decided that I like them because I do all of the like product hunt. We're going to design a cool product. It's a bike that it's all just tubes. Wow. So cool. It's sleek. It's the future. This is a motorcycle and it's also a grill. I don't know who needs that, but apparently someone. Um, and one of those th- things on on one of those channels has been a drone made by Apple. And it just looks like you put a, an iPhone, like the way that this rendering looks, it just looks like an iPhone. And then it's got four little sticks coming out of the corners with the with the motors on them. And number one... Who, why, it's, if it's just a flat rectangle, what purpose does the drone serve? <laughs> There's no camera on it the way that you've drawn it, sir. It ju- it's just an iPhone, but, but with wings. <laughs> yeah, and iPhones don't have cameras. Well, I wouldn't want a drone that can only face down. I think it's very telling interesting maybe Uh that like as a society we the only use we have for drones is cameras fancy tripods effectively right tripods that move tripods that move can fly not to say it's not cool Uh uh-huh just saying that like back uh, back a couple years ago we were like we're going to get drone deliveries. We're going to uh, get drone. That was really the only other thing I yeah, think was deliveries. Actually, that's, I, I'm going to take all everything I'm saying back. I'm just saying that like, not, not that I think we should have drone deliveries. I'm just saying that like, it's just cameras. We can only think of cameras. I think that tracks. I'm going to put on my hat of the guy who says that we're all going to strap phones to our faces in 10 years, um, which is, it's a phone. It's a phone. That's the hat. Uh, (laughs) um, I think it makes a lot of sense that a lot of the like really good technological innovation is just one kind of either camera or screen or both. Okay, fine, you got me. I think that says a lot about humanity in a way that makes sense to me. Yeah, you're right. And, like, agriculture and manufacturing. Those are kind of the four big, like, places that technology, we can be like, oh, yeah, really, we're going to build things faster. We're going to have more things to eat. We're going to look at pretty things, and we're going to capture the experience of a pretty thing. The four human emotions. Because that's like AR is just fancy screen. AR is fancy screen. What have camera? AR drones. Is that something? AR drones. Well, so that's... <laughs> that's where you get into the DARPA couch. Yeah. So you've got the, the DARPA couch at home, but then you go out into the world and you're like, hey, I want to throw this this Pokeball at something... Yeah. At the I want to throw a Pokeball at a Crobat and have the Crobat like respond. You yeah. know, in a real way. Um and so that's you need the drone so that when you throw the Pokeball at a Crobat, the the Pokeball that's a drone, the Crobat is also a drone. <laughs> real time physics simulation. <laughs> Perfect real time physics simulation. Uh AR drones. There's like, you could have more, better information about the space around you if you're just like walking and you wanted to know like a full like, hey, like give me a full lidar, not just of what I can see in front of me, but of the mm. tops of things around me. Yeah, there can be a drone constantly around you, surveying the area, so that when we need to do crime scene reenactments <laughs> the the drone can be like ah, i know exactly how the blood splatter would have gone because i know what the trees were like on this day 
there were bushes here. There was a bird there. I almost flew into it. Those are those are the two things that I can make cognizant sense of uh, for AR drones. Instead of, let me put this thought together, instead of going through all the work to make your whole house automated, right? Getting all the fancy bulbs and the light switches and the whatever, the lamps and the too much work. Drone butler. It's got, turn instead on the, of a camera, Alexa, it's turn got, on the light and then the <laughs> drone just flies over and switches the light. Instead of a camera, it's just got a little arm with one of those pointer, like a, um, like you're going to point at a blackboard, yeah. but it looks like a hand. Yeah. One of those things just attached to the end of it. So it flies around and it just like flicks on and off the, the light switch with this arm with the pointer finger. And like the next step is like, Prosthetic okay, now, ma- <laughs> now make it, now make the lights pink, but you don't have the color changing bulbs. So uh-huh. the, the drone like shines a pink light in your eye. <laughs> it flies to the store and gets some clear uh, pink gels. <laughs> exactly. Is there an inherent problem with AR? Like. We talk about like usefulness as like a thing that means things, but it kind of feels like it doesn't sometimes mean we things. Talk about usefulness as a thing that means things. You're gonna need to run that past me again. So AR, mm-hmm. we have been trying to find uses for AR. Right. It and we've been struggling a little bit. I would say. Like, we haven't uh-huh. been totally unsuccessful, but I think that it, that the fact that we have limited amount of idea, a limited amount of ideas for a truly incredible technology is, there's something there. Right. And I'm wondering if that is a problem with AR or our, a problem with our concept of usefulness. Hmm. I'm going to guess and say AR. There you have it, Jared. (laughs) But, um, no, I mean, like, I'm sure a philosopher has answered this question, but, like, what is useful? You can entertain people. You can uh, make, you can try to get tasks done more easily or Mm -hmm. in a way that's fully automated. You can, what else is useful? Emotional support, perhaps, would be useful and doesn't really fall into entertainment or tasks. Mm -hmm. Trying to think of useful things for AR by that kind of def, by that, you know, squishy definition that I just put out, it's perhaps limiting in a way. Can we think of some not useful uses? Hmm. Okay. Apps that you want that are not useful. Like Agenda. I really want that app. I have no place in my life where it would fit. Um, I don't know the app, but that's okay. I'm having a, a tough time with this assignment, I will Me say. Me too. Me too. You Maybe could, it's just a bad assignment. You could use... This is... I'm straying into useful territory, and I'm sorry. Um, you could use the LiDAR... And the camera to detect if someone is drinking water and make an automatic water tracker with the LiDAR. Cool. But what if you didn't? You just have made a detector for someone drinking water. If there's someone in your field of view drinking water, okay, it'll give you a little green, little green thing uh-huh. in the top right. It highlights them. Yeah. <laughs> you could do like predator vision i don't know what predator vision did but i do know it was a thing that they had sometimes okay you could make a mantis shrimp app that just reveals all the secret colors i like that i like that a lot actually because we could probably 
surely we can yeah no we can make cameras that see things outside of our visible light spectrum Ooh, that wasn't what i was thinking at all but i love that yeah just right give me let me see bc let me god (laughs) that was nothing that was just syllables put together let let me see b sight there we go exactly I want to see what my dog sees. I want to see uh-huh. what the mantis mantisrum sees. Did we actually just solve AR? Uh huh. I think we just solved AR. I don't know how you're going to represent those colors, but like, I'm into it. Well, okay. So the, I've heard that the mantis shrimp apparently it needs so many cones. Cones do color, right? Yeah. 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 Surely. Not rods. Yeah, cones. Mantis shrimps have so many kinds of cones um, because their brains can't put red and green together and be like, that's yellow. Mm-hmm. Where we're like, it's probably yellow because it looks like it's red and it's green. So like, uh, I don't know. Ooh, okay. So, so what we do is instead of trying to um, give our eyes colors, we just jack right into the the optical part of your brain okay that way we're not trying to like use the visible light spectrum to Mm -hmm. see colors that are not we just uh your brain adapts to seeing infrared and ultraviolet how do we use ar to make the experience of uh how do we how do we use ar to make the devil's lettuce better can it take a drug test for you? <laughs> we store your pee on the blockchain. <laughs> um, could it undo, like, so allegedly... Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know, but allegedly, uh, if you, if you use cannabis, your vision can get a little wobbly, we'll say. Okay. Is that something you allegedly experience? Um, yeah, my friend went to Amsterdam and just, just one time just mm-hmm. to try it. Um, and they said it made them a little bit more like hyper-focused like they felt like they were looking through a cardboard tube kind of mm-hmm. I, I i allegedly understand that i i also allegedly <laughs> i gotta stop um <laughs> but like you know it's harder to balance it's harder to um and this is true for like alcohol as well it's like mm-hmm. your brain gets impaired it just gets things get doing um things that are usually easy gets a little bit more challenging Mm -hmm. could the glasses like correct it okay if the world seems like it's spinning could the glasses go the other way spin the other way (laughs) i like that ar goggles this is this is my killer ar app i've decided okay after this one we can be done because i've solved it okay ar goggles that every time it so it it uses the the detection algorithm to see if i'm drinking water or whatever but it detects green tea Okay. Um, and when I drink green tea, it fills my entire field of vision with the green tea cut away from Stardew Valley. That's very good. I like this. Just like a little... Uh, you could expand that, too. Um, it doesn't have to be just limited to green tea. I mean, it could be, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. You could, like, you could say, like, uh, whenever I do X, I want... I want to hit a dopamine. Congratulate me. Mm-hmm. Confetti. Confetti. Make it look like confetti is actually raining down from the ceiling. Right. That is definitely not useful. We did it. <laughs> we did the assignment. We did it. Speaking of not useful, let's talk about the royal family. <laughs> let's. Trending on Twitter today. The photo okay. of... The photo of the queen giggling with Prince Philip involves bees, says Snopes in the BBC. I need like three more sources to corroborate that. So 
Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. That is mm-hmm. how they say it, I believe. Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh. I'm an American. You just I'm make sorry. the air sound and then you just kind of like let your mouth hang open. Yeah. Hey. Edinburgh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jared. <laughs> um. So basically, uh, he died and people have been like saying things. And one of the things they say is look at this cute moment where. Uh, Prince Philip, like, pranked the queen by dressing up as a royal guard and, like, mm-hmm. just like, haha, what if I was a peasant, basically? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and that's what the original caption was and back in 2013 or 2003, I can't remember. That's what people thought happened because that's what the caption said mm-hmm. turns out no it's not, so now people are resharing that because it's like oh cute look how happy they were or whatever queen giggled it's a big deal um turns out that was not what was happening he, prince philip was not dressed up like a royal guard he's in like a semi-formal military garb because they were doing a thing and there were bees where they were supposed to be doing the thing and they were laughing about how absurd the situation was because there are bees there are bees uh where i'm supposed to be there are bees (laughs) amazing hilarious what (laughs) this was the tops trending story on twitter today was that it was in fact bees and not a prank. Do you know where I'm going with this? We don't need the royal family? Well, yeah, but like... In particular, this is f***ing stupid. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Why isn't the queen allowed to smile without it being a big f***ing deal? I think in the in the... Okay. In the Western sense of karma, that's just kind of what you get for also it, when it's your birthday, you get a train, like a whole, like a train. They're like, ah, it's your birthday. Time for a whole train, a whole new train line in London to celebrate your birthday. Okay. Yeah. That like, There's just I think a- it's actually for her Jubilee, but um, there, there was like a whole train line that they built in London and they were like. Yeah, just because we want to, like, make the city better to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee. And so I think then people are going to gonna look at you laughing at bees and be like, man, weird. Um, because all, all eyes are on you. I, no, I understand why it's happening. I'm saying it's stupid. Yes. I'm not saying that... And I want to be clear that, like, I don't think that anyone who enjoys hearing hashtag content about the royal family is like is stupid certainly Mm -hmm. not if that's something that interests you by all means but it makes you it makes if you take a step back it makes one very aware of a very strict class structure and that is something that makes me sad so i'm gonna call it stupid there's a there's a section there's a section of people who you would build a train for their uh for their jubilee. Mhm. There's a class of people who for whom it is news to have them giggle, which is just like if you don't think that's weird or if you like immediately try to justify it, like there are justifications. There like I'm not saying like I'm not even saying that these people aren't important yet i'm not saying that yet but (laughs) regardless it is a weird thing it's an absurd thing in the traditional sense of the word absurd not in the sense that it kind of takes on now where it just means bad and yeah when you have a when you have a small group of people at the very tippy top of society Mm -hmm. explicitly (laughs) Like, you know, baked into your laws, you say that the queen is 
uh, you know, chosen by God. Right. Then, yeah, it's going to be news when she giggles. It makes sense to me. Don't, like, I'm not... I'm just... It's, it's, you said earlier there's a justification for it, and... I'm not saying a good one. I think there's a reason for it. I don't know if that's a justification. <laughs> I don't... I. That sounds semantic, and I don't like it, but please explain. Fair. Uh, I think we are probably saying about the same thing, which is like you can point and be like, historically, the queen has been very important because she owned all the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the reason that it's news when she laughs. But it's not like you could start from zero and be like, we should have a person uh, who who when they laugh it's news mm-hmm. and everyone goes why would we do that and you go because she used to own all the land <laughs> I, I i'm an american i've always been an american mm-hmm. so the concept mm-hmm. of mon- monarchy in general is kind of foreign to me and i don't want to say and i it would feel pretty shitty, i guess to just say like wrong that's wrong. That's not what you should be doing because it's not mine. Yeah. It's not mine to criticize. Right. I'm just, it, it's, but it's hard for me to imagine living somewhere where that is the case and then seeing this headline and going, that's how it should be. <laughs> and like, I, I'm. I, I just keep thinking back, back. I'm trying to say something different than what Philosophy tu- Tube said about it, um, mm-hmm. which is not easy because, you know, she's thorough. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the case that, like, you're not going to convince anyone to to dislike the royal family that does like it because it's just a matter of taste, etc. I really liked the end of that video because it it's like, what if we just didn't crown the next one? Mm-hmm. It's peaceful. There's no revolution. And, like, you can still have a, quote, royal family. You just don't have to, you know, pay for them to live. Right. Or you can pay for them to live, but not in the in an incredibly unfair way that no one else gets to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then she would truly be the welfare queen. That'd be a hell of a legacy. Yeah. Personally, I'd love to be the last queen of, queen of England. Yeah, no. The last monarch of England, in fact. Uh-huh. You got, you're young. You can still marry into the royal family. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the the thing that I have, like, that has stuck out to me most about um, all of the things that I've seen about Prince Philip is the one that was like, he was like, if you do, if reincarnation was real and I was to get reincarnated as something, I hope it's a plague because overpopulation's a problem. Um, which, like, which is a similar, I'm, I look at that and I'm like, oh, this is a class thing. He's just never had to have any of his beliefs questioned in this regard um, and sees, like, only the way that some people are an issue and not the way that everyone together makes the world better as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it made me think about, I think one of his sons also spent a while uh, talking about overpopulation. And it's just like, God, please don't, please don't imagine you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, people say like, you know, it's an ideal to live up to, et cetera, et cetera, but not everyone can live up to it, nor even get close. And some people are, partic- in particular, are barred from trying. I think America has a big thing around like keeping up with the Joneses, right? That feels like a very American headspace. To be like, oh, my neighbor got a, a nice big car, so I got to get a nice big car, too, uh, kind of sure, sure. mentality. And I think the difference is just that in Britain, they have one Jones, and it is the Queen. 
I say, having been to Britain once. My my queen has a golden carriage. I should have a golden carriage. Uh Uh-huh. I should well, a... yeah, it it falls <laughs> apart. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think you know it's spectacle dehumanizing, uh, buzzword, anti-monarchist buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I noticed this thing on Twitter, and since it's podcast day, we get to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I am off Twitter. You know, um, and so I, I was not aware of the bees. Uh, and I think I think I was better off for it. I know it's not going to happen, but it would be really cool if no if there was no next monarch. I think you should start a letter writing campaign. Really get, get the people agitated my about country. it. <laughs> You and it is definitely like as many cultural similarities as you know Great Britain and mm-hmm. America share. It is very much not my place to try to like be involved in British politics. I think that would be very American. <laughs> I know it would be. And I I'm think d- that's, I, I don't that's like to... a that's that's Revolutionary War stage two. First, we got the king out of our business. Next, we get the queen out of everyone's business. <laughs> Revolutionary War Two. We're taking it. We're taking it to them this time. There's a storied history to the royal family. Let's say, right? We are looking at like one little chapter in the whole story of the royal family and all of the royal families of Europe. Okay. Um, and I think just as much as you could look at like one, this, this little chapter, and you can go really in depth with this little chapter. You could also look at the the full story, learn all of the lore there is to know about the royal family. And, and similarly, like a lot of video game franchises just to, you know, expand out the story have like companion novels, books. That mm-hmm. go along with just a video game. For instance, Halo is one of those games that has like main a main couple of games and mm-hmm. also a bunch of books that flesh out the universe more. Right. And like you could just play the games and kind of understand the storyline that happens in the game mm-hmm. of the the like epic main character doing their thing but there's in that universe they a lot of times try and say hey there's just like joe and he's a repairman on the the ship from the halo franchise you know that ship yeah Uh, there's like a literary thing where like if you just mention other aspects of the worlds then people your readers will assume that there's more to it to this world Mm -hmm. so halo does that Mm-hmm. And a while back, Brian David Gilbert read all 29 Halo novels that were released at the time of, at the time, over the course of a year for a Polygon Unraveled video and became the master chief of Halo novels. Right. Uh, I, am, I am familiar with the, with the tale. Okay. I recently re- rewatched the video and it's fresh in my mind. Um, and since it's podcast day, we get to talk about it. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> In the video, he describes how the this project took over his life. Uh, you know, he played probably played it up for entertainment, but he had a goal, and it. Uh, and based on what he said, it was all he could think about, all he wanted to talk about, and then it was time to make the video, and he had to come to terms with the fact that all the effort he put into this project will no longer be useful after the video ends. Right. That's not what's happening with me. The podcast is my therapist. And we're going to talk about my feelings. <laughs> you did the Brian David Gilbert s- smile. <laughs> you looked at me and you made the Brian David Gilbert. I know I'm a shithead face. <laughs> and you said, let's talk about it. Carry on. It just was amusing. Um, I've been looking for a job for a while now, and I've been somewhat single minded in this goal. And I don't 
feel like I'm making very much progress. Okay. Like if I was the master chief of job interviews, then I would probably have a job at this point. Okay. Right. And, yes. and I, I'm, you know, I'm working and I'm working and I'm working, but it doesn't, but I'm no, you know, it's, uh, things are always in the last spot you look for them. Mm-hmm. Like at some point in the future, I, I get a job. I become employed, presumably. Mm-hmm. And in the sense that I'm reaching, I am moving through time towards that eventuality, I'm making progress, but I'm not making progress in a way that I would be able to track. For example, I wouldn't be able to say, I read this, I read 13 Halo books, so Mm -hmm. now I'm 13 out of 29 books done. This is my progress. Okay. There, that I, I can't really do that for this process. But but similarly to the Halo project, it is kind of all I can think about because it has been my only real goal for the past couple too long. And when you have a goal and you're making no progress towards the goal, or what you know, what feels like no progress towards the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I attribute my, 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 my tiredness, my fatigue. Uh-huh. Is the combination of like single-minded pursuit of this thing. And the fact that the thing just keeps being one step away, every step you take. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's exhausting. And, uh, it sucks. And so what What can I learn from BDG? Well, before I get there. Okay. Uh, you and I talked about in the pre-show this. We talked mm-hmm. about uh, me trying to get a job because mm-hmm. it is all I want to talk about because it's what's on my mind. Right. And I go off on little tangents and whatnot just because like i i i feel like there's a a more fleshed out version of the story that i'm telling to you right now would better validate my exhausted feeling not necessarily that it does but it uh-huh. it seems like if i just give if i just tell you everything then maybe you'll understand why i'm like and not you not you either, Jared. Right. That it it's uh it's a it's a proof of work. Yeah. In a way. That you can say, hey, I put in a, a, all of this effort and the other person can look, right? They can check your work and be like, Okay, yeah, you you have put in this much effort. And you can be like, Oh my god, look at all of these things that I've done. Even if the majority of the experience was just the last time that you tried smashing two prime numbers together and you got the actual result um that like saying i tried all of these other numbers makes it feel more real that it took you so much work to find the result and i i I, i've been thinking about it wrong okay i i've told you basically how i was thinking about it like the i'm working towards a particular goal and the effort I'm putting in isn't taking me closer to that goal. That's wrong. I'm putting mm-hmm. in effort and it's taking me closer to, let's say, a job at a particular place. And if that job doesn't work out, that effort isn't, that effort might be wasted, but it's wasted in the way that BDG's effort of reading all the books is wasted on this video. Because the video is a result, but not mm-hmm. a, not in a way that feels satisfying to him. Right. Because he only has 30 minutes to talk about 10,000 pages of, uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, and he has the joke in there about writing for the Halo TV show, but like, the effort isn't wasted, it's just not satisfying. And I need to figure out a way to 
start thinking about it differently so that it feels a bit more satisfying, I think. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, Brian David Gilbert, if you're listening, uh, please contact me about how to be better at doing things that require a lot of effort and not getting any particular satisfaction out of it. And I know what you're thinking, Jared. Looking for jobs isn't that hard, Liz. I disagree. It's difficult for me. Mm-hmm. What if you tried to speed run your job search? Which There's... sounds absurd, but it, the way that we've talked about speed running before has a lot of overlap with this. You're right. You're right. You're right. That, like, if you spawn into a world and the end portal is a billion blocks away, mm-hmm. you just go, like, well, damn, I guess that one didn't work out. And I'm going to try again. And my muscles just know a little bit better how to get around a tree if it's in front of me. You're right. I, mean, uh, I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. Because I only need to set the world record. I only I only need the the correct random numbers to set the world record once. I just need to keep trying. Right. And that effort isn't wasted. It's getting me closer to my eventual goal. Mm-hmm. Or not really closer, but because um, I I don't think I'm building up muscle memory. I might be getting be- a little bit better at interviews, but I don't think it's like. So much so that I think it is mostly going to be like an RNG thing. Mm -hmm. If we're going to use that kind of language about human beings. (laughs) Uh, And just because it's RNG doesn't make the accomplishment of trying over and over again. Not, you know, not satisfying or not valid. And, and also you can, there are tips for speed running. This is the other part of it that this might be useful is that there are tips for speed running that like you can be as good with your muscle memory at getting around a tree as possible. But if you don't know where the uh, gold in the fortress is, my knowledge is limited here. I will admit if you don't know where the gold in the fortress is, you can get around as many trees as fast as you want. And like, you're still going to be slower because yeah, you don't know the trick. Yeah. Right. You're right. And also, you only need to get a personal best. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. It will be okay. This, too, shall pass. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Jared, if you want to tell us your best idea for a useless AR app... Um, Or... If you have previously giggled at bees being in a place that you were supposed to be, you can reach out and tell me about it on Twitter at 